welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. been in the Gospel of John chapter 14 I think for the past uh, five weeks and uh, we want to go back there again this morning and the same verses uh, John chapter 14 verses 1 through 6 one that we hear read very often at funerals Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. We have been dealing with the series now, as I mentioned, for several weeks, Jesus the Way. And that's all we have been focusing on, Jesus, who is the way. We start by saying that Jesus is the way to everything that is truly good, both in this life and in the life to come. We looked in John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus states one of his purposes for coming to earth. He says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So that this abundant life that Jesus offers is more than life in the hereafter. That although God does not promise us luxury in this life, the scripture does assure us of a heavenly father who cares about our need. Heavenly father who is able to take care of us no matter what the situation may be. And so the scripture tells us that we should not worry asking what we are going to eat or what we are going to drink or how this is going to be taken care of. For the Bible says that the Gentiles, the nations of the world, that is those who do not know God, they seek after these things. 
And our Heavenly Father knows that we have need for these things. And so Jesus says to us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. I, I, I touch back on, on his righteousness because we were, we were in our Bible study the other night and we looked at the statement where Jesus made, says to us that except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall no wise enter the kingdom. And we say, Lord have mercy because the scribes and the Pharisees, they were righteous. They follow the law to the T. But we today, we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. It's been imputed to us. God has given it to us. So we can say that by God's grace, our righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. Because the righteousness that we have is the righteousness of Christ. Get somebody say amen. Hallelujah. So we said Jesus corrected this misconception as to what the good life is all about. And whenever a person talks about the good life, they're always thinking of peace and happiness. Because the good life comprises of peace and happiness. If you're at peace and you're happy, then you're living good. Can somebody say amen? Allah. But many people believe that material possessions can bring about this. And that was the misconception. Jesus corrected it and said, You can only find that true peace and that true happiness in me. Can somebody say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Then we looked at Jesus the way to forgiveness of our sins that God has provided the way for us by offering his son the Lord Jesus Christ the only of his kind he offered him in our place amen so that we can be forgiven he offered him and his son willingly surrendered himself to death. An elder was saying, an elder was praying the other night, and uh, you know, our Good Friday session that we had, he reminded us that Jesus said, No man take my life from me. I have the power to lay it down and to take it again unto myself. Hallelujah. We cannot fully grasp that. But that is the truth. He laid down his life. For you and for me. Oh Lord. John, 1 John 4.10 says to us. In this is love. Not that we love God. But that he loved us. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Mm. We said also that Jesus is the way to the father. He provides the way by first of all helping us to comprehend who God the Father really is. And this Jesus did by coming to this earth. As John wrote in the gospel, 
No one had seen God at any time. The only begotten Son of God, who is in the bosom of the Father, he had revealed him. Then we said that Jesus is the way to eternal life. And in the writings of John, the term or the expression eternal life is often used in different ways. First, referring to that abundant life which stresses a new relationship with God through Jesus Christ and that it is the possession of all those who know him as their personal Savior and Lord. John chapter 17 verse 3. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. But also eternal life refers to a future blessing. For Jesus talked about those who will enter into life eternal. Am I talking to somebody today? Last week we talked about Finding Jesus, who is the way. And we start from the Old Testament. And we reference his encounter with the two disciples on the day of his resurrection, who were on their way to Emmaus. And the Bible tells us that these two men were walking and they were sad, they were reasoning. And Jesus drew nearby and asked them, why, why are you so sad? And what are you reasoning among yourselves? And they turned to him and said, are you a stranger in Jerusalem? Not knowing what happened. And Jesus said, what things are you referring to? And then they said, concerning Jesus of Nazareth. He was a holy man, a good man. And they began to talk about this Jesus of Nazareth who he was and how the chief priests and the elders handed him over to be crucified. But then they said, and today is the third day. And then to compound the whole situation, some uh, women went to the tomb and said, he's not there. And then they began to relate all of these things with Jesus. And the Bible says Jesus began to open from the Old Testament to show them the Christ, the prophetic word that had been fulfilled, amen, in his time. And he reasoned with them, and when they reached Emmaus, Jesus appeared as if he was going to continue on his journey. The Bible said they, they invited. They said, no, don't go, it's, it's late. Spend the night with us, and then in the morning you can continue on your journey. And Jesus decided and went in with them. And the Bible said, as they sat at me, Jesus took the bread and blessed it. And when he blessed it, the eyes were open. Oh God, open our eyes. The eyes were open. And they realized that it was indeed Jesus who walked with them. And the Bible says, as soon as the eyes were open, Jesus vanished out of their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us as we listened to him, as he spoke to us on the way? Did not our heart burn with us 
within us. So we said Jesus, Amen. Finding him in the Old Testament. Then we looked at the Gospel, the New Testament. We find him also in the book of Acts. And we find him in the epistles where the Holy Ghost brought to memory what Jesus had said while he was here on earth. And somehow some of the writers did not even record it. None of the Gospels. And we looked at one particular instant where the Bible says, It is the word of the Lord Jesus who said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. But if you search the Gospels, you will not find that. That came directly from the Holy Ghost as he brought that, amen, to their memory because Jesus had already said when he comes, he's not going to speak of himself, but he's going to speak of me. Am I, am I talking to us? And, and we close that out by saying that the Bible that we have is the complete and final revelation from God to man. So nobody needs to write any other books to tell us when Jesus is coming or what is going to, because nobody knows. Am I talking to us today? Once you hear somebody come and tell you, well, Jesus coming to us at time, you just say yes. And, and you are, you are, you're on your way. That's, that's enough for them. Because Jesus says, no man knows the day, nor the hour, nobody knows. They're not even the son. The angels in heaven, they don't know. Only the father. And that's why as Christians, we live with that spirit of expectancy. Am I talking to us today? For we do not know when he's going to come. And he tells us that we are to be ready. Amen. We are to be ready for in such an hour when we think not, the son of man will appear. Mm. So as much as we may learn about Jesus in his teachings, in the Gospels, in Acts, and in the Epistles, we do not truly know him as the way until we begin to obey him. Uh, this is a time of the year when people get very religious because it's Easter. And everybody's mind somewhat is focused on the sacrifice that Christ made. And if you were to ask them if they believe, they will tell you, yes, they believe. Yes, they believe that Jesus came and died. Yes, they believe. Yes, they believe. But when it comes to obeying him, that's a different story. Jesus stressed the importance of obedience to those who believe on him, the Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse 30. He said to those Jews who believe on him, if you abide in my word or you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 
we do not fully know Jesus or we do not fully understand and appreciate who this Jesus is until we start to obey him. Because it's only when we start obeying him that we are going to experience the real blessing. It's not just in believing, but it's in obeying. We believe and then we obey. Uh, stay with me here for a moment. There seem to be two conditions that Jesus outlined here in John chapter 30 verses 31 and 2 and these 31 and 32 and these are two conditions for discipleship if you continue in my word for first of all those individuals that he was speaking to were persons who believe on him when they heard his preaching and his teaching the bible says many believed on him as the gospel was proclaimed they listened they did not slumber or sleep or allow themselves to be distracted in any way they heard and they believed on christ but jesus said to those who believe now if you continue in my word then are you my disciples indeed so not only is this belief necessary but there is this amen continuing or this obedience you must obey it's not just belief and not everybody can digest this because for a long time there are many who believe that all that they need to do is just believe and they go and they live like the devil but they just believe that's not according to the scripture you have to believe and obey because it's only through obedience that transformation is going to take place in our lives it's only as we begin to obey that we begin to be christ-like in our walk christ-like in our talk Christ-like in our dealings. Christ-like in our attitude. Am I still talking to us today? Amen. Believing simply did not make these Jews true disciples. But only as they continue in his word, Jesus said. On one occasion, he told his apostles of the importance of obedience. He says in John 14 21 he who has my commandments and keeps them it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father also and I will love him and manifest myself to him and then he goes down in the chapter 20 verse 23 of the same chapter he says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Oh, Lord. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home within him. 
or we will come to him and make our abode. That's the term the Bible uses there. So when we keep the commandments of Jesus, Jesus is saying that both he and his father will abide in us. And it is only then that we can truly say that we have found Jesus who is truly the way. Because in order for us to experience him as the way we have to surrender ourselves to him. And it's important that we emphasize this because there is a Jesus that is preached today that offers multiple choice. But as we look at the scripture, we hear Jesus saying to us, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. And only few find it. But because broad is the road that leads to destruction, many enter that path. There are those preachers who are trying to broaden the narrow road. No, let it stay narrow. That's how Jesus wants it to be. I, can I get an amen in the house? Amen. We have to enter in at the gate. Amen. We have to enter the right way through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's not that everything is acceptable with him. Oh, no. He requires, he demands righteousness of us. We are talking about following Jesus who is the way. John, 1 John 2, verses 3 to 5 says to us, now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandment is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoso keeps his word, mm, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. Mm. It is in keeping his commandments that we come to know him personally and intimately. And whenever we use the word command or commandment, uh, our minds always go back to the Ten Commandments. But as we read in that particular text, uh, John first used the word commandments and then he used word. Keep his commandment and he who keeps his word. So the Bible is full of commands. Am I, am I talking to us? Amen. The instructions, eh, as we read the scripture, we see the commands that our Lord, amen, gives to us as Christians for us to follow, for us to obey. Paul said to the Corinthians, or to the Galatians for that matter, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Having received or put on Christ, we are now in Christ. Where all things the Bible says are become new. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. All the things are passed away. 
And behold, all things are become new. As we wind down this series today, those of us who know the Lord as Savior, it is my hope that it increases our appreciation for the Lord Jesus Christ and want to serve him with greater zeal, want to serve him in a more excellent way, want to improve our quality of service that we give to him. Can I get an amen? Amen. Because we also as believers need to grow in the level of service that we give to God. We are to give him our best. He challenged Israel. Those who believe that well, they could just bring anything to him and it's okay. And when it comes to the tithes and the offerings, they were offering animals that nobody wanted. Blind animals, animals that were defected, they were bringing in the temple and the corrupt priest, they were accepting it and going before God and say they're offering and they know better, they knew better. They knew what the Lord had required. That it was the best. And so God said, I have something against you. And then he asked, is there one that will just shut the door and just shut them out? Is there one that will just rise up and say enough is enough? So God said to Israel, now what you're giving to me, take it to your governor. And see if he's going to be pleased with you. Take it to one of your elected representatives and see if they're going to be pleased with you. Oh, Lord. How some of us serve the Lord if we function that way in our job, we wouldn't have a job. You don't have to say amen now. But if we function that way, we wouldn't have a job. Because the tardiness, the, I mean, the, the lackadaisical attitude that we, we, we demonstrate, we go on our job, they would have fired us over and over again. Oh, Lord. But because it's the Lord, it's the Lord and he's merciful. So we just come and we just give him anything and believe that it's okay. I am submitting to us today, based on the word of God, it is not okay. He wants our best. The best that we can offer. The best that we can give. Why? Because he gave us his best. He gave us his only son. The only of his kind. He made that sacrifice to send him to earth. To die in our place. And he wants us to give him our best. We are to strive to give God our best. Now I'm challenging us as people of God. 
Let us resolve in our hearts that we are going to serve God in a more excellent way. That we are going to take our service to the Lord to another level by his grace. We are going to, amen, dedicate ourselves to him. Say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Have your way in my life. My brother, my sister, the time demands it. The time that we are living in now demands that we, amen, increase the quality of our service to God and give him our best. Mm. For those who might be listening and do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, I want to encourage you to let Jesus be your way to everything that is good, both in this life and in the life to come. If you are not a Christian, or perhaps you thought you were, but after listening to these messages, you realize that something is lacking, something is missing. I trust that you would be honest with yourself, that you would bow your heart to the Lord and ask him for his forgiveness. And then surrender your life completely to him. To serve him in obedience. To serve him in spirit and in truth. And that you would desire to grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. That you would strive to have a closer walk with him and that you would serve him faithfully. For those who find Jesus and are following him, Bible says all things are become new. Paul says to the Colossian brethren, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, so live in him. And then we go back in our mind in retrospect and we ask, well, how did we receive him? And we are reminded that we receive him in humility. Am I talking to somebody? So that we are to live a humble life for the glory of God. We remember that when we receive him, we receive him in brokenness. And the Bible says a broken and a contrite heart, God will not despise. And so that is the spirit in which we are to live. Amen. That we can be assured at all times that, amen, the favor of God is upon us because we know that, amen, we are walking in obedience to God's word. As you have received Christ as, as the Lord, 
So walk in him. You receive him in faith. Continue in faith. Continue the life of faith. Don't allow yourself to get too anxious and begin to want to take things onto yourself to do it on your own. No, you're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. Just wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, the Bible says. And he's going to strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. Amen. Trust him. Believe him. Depend on him. Because he's never late. He's always on time. And sometimes we pine over things and we worry ourselves as if the Lord is late. He's never late. He's always on time. He's going to come through for you, brother. He's going to come through for you, sister. He's going to come through on time. Because he's always on time. Keep on trusting. Keep on obeying. Keep on following him. And God is going to take care of you that even you yourself will marvel in the end. Look back at it in amazement. And say, look where the Lord brought me from. Do I have a witness in the house? Look, look at where the Lord brought me from. Look at what my life was like and how the Lord brought me through. Look what the Lord has done for me. So we have to follow him. We have to follow him. We have to follow him in obedience. Jesus says, I am the way. The way to everything that is good in life. I am the way to forgiveness. I am the way to reconciliation with God the Father. I am the way to eternal life. But you must find me. And uh, Jeremiah said, you shall seek me and you're going to find me when you search with all your heart. You shall find me. But upon finding him, brothers and sisters, the responsibility is on us to follow him. I hear the songwriter say, I hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. Take up your cross and follow me. And the refrain says, where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Brothers, sister, friends, sometimes the path might be rough. But if he is leading you, don't worry. He's going to take care of you. He's going to see you through. David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with me. And if he is the one leading you, you don't have to worry. If, if, if you are acting in obedience to God's word and you experience some challenges, don't give up. You keep on going on. Jesus was on one side of the Sea of the Nazareth or the Lake of Galilee. And he said to his disciples, let's go over the other side. And they were on their way in obedience to Jesus. And a storm arose. Oh Lord, a storm. It does not mean that because you're walking in obedience to the Lord that you're not going to experience storms. 
It does not mean that because your life is right and you're pleasing to God that you're going to experience everything, you know, nice and calm. No. They that will live godly in this life must suffer persecution. It's a part of the package. Some writer said, Messiah be taken to the skies in flowery bed of bees. While others fight to win the prize and sail through bloody sea. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there is a cross for everyone. There is one for me. There is one for you, brother. There is a cross for you, sister. Bear your cross. Jesus will help you, amen, once you are following him. Who is the way? Mm. Jesus is the way to the Father. Said no man has seen God at any time. Said he, the Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has revealed him. He is the way to the Father. Let us follow him. And I close with this word from our Lord as penned by the Apostle. We read in John 14, 3, Say, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Paul says, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so he says, comfort one another with these words. That's 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 17. Today, brother, sister, as we celebrate this Easter Sunday, the resurrection of our Lord from the dead, let us again resolve in our hearts that we are going to follow him. Follow him. Because he will always lead us in the right path. Follow him. He knows the way. Let us resolve today that we are going to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Our God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus your only son we thank you for his life we thank you for his death we thank you for his resurrection we thank you for his ascension that he ascended back to heaven and he's coming back one day to take us home help us oh god even as you tell us that we are to occupy until you come help us to serve you in an excellent a more excellent way Oh God, 
as we await your return. We give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. Help us as we await you to be obedient to you, to do all that you have commanded us to do and to observe all the things that you have commanded. Help us, Lord, we pray. We thank you, we praise you in Jesus' name. If there is one listening to this message today who have not yet surrendered to you, oh, Father God, we pray for this individual that today would be the day, today, Lord, would be the day when they would say, yes, I need Jesus as my personal Savior and my Lord. That somebody would be saved today, Lord. Somebody would trust Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Oh, we thank you, God. We praise you. We honor you. We adore you. Glorify yourself, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church. Where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.